0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Tales from the Gemini. It's a band out of El Paso, Texas called Feline Fox. Song called "The Walk." Oh, you like that? I love that, that's independent That's independent music right there. I love that vibe, man. That's like a garage band kind of vibe. But turn it up a little more, man, a little more. So the people can... Ooh! I love that, listen to that guitar. I think they're a two band group. All right, thanks, Malik. Hey, Tales from the I with BT. That was like I said, Feline Fox out of El Paso, Texas. I had a buddy I work with named Anthony. Uh, man, he's gonna kill me. I'm, I'm gonna get his name right. He's gonna kill me. I know his name. And I gotta look it up because I wanna get it right. I wanna say Anthony Brown, but that's a comic. Let uh, me get his name right because I wanna get his name right. Oh, he's gonna kill me for saying this. But, um, uh, make sure get Yeah. Because I work with uh, I get his real name? Yeah, you know, you know how black people are. Like I said, Anthony Austin Brown. Anthony Austin Brown. Worked with him. It was a great week in El Paso. That was a uh, two weeks. Ago. Matter of fact, the guest I have on today, Brandon Posh. I was supposed to meet Brandon, but I, I had. I've been work. I've worked four times in 2020. Four times. This is the fourth time. I Had to go out and make some money. I had to go to Texas. Brandon was here racing, and I met his new comic named. Uh, Anthony Austin Brown, funny, funny guy. Great. We hit it off great. I worked with him, my buddy Richard Reese out of Omaha, Nebraska. We had a great time. So I followed Anthony Austin Brown on his uh, Instagram, and he posted this video. And, man, it it was perfect to the song. I mean, it was shot beautifully. And at the end, you see Anthony Austin Brown doing, like, a little dance, kind of like a Michael Jackson kind of thing. And I think he moon. I mean, it was it was beautiful, and it was in slow motion. It was just, if you guys get a chance, follow Anthony Austin Brown, follow Feline Fox. It's on song called The Walk, so uh, yeah, if you guys get a chance. Anyway, all right, I'm going to have my, my guest come up. Uh, um, I'm going to tell him right now we're going to send the link. Uh, no, just click the link. Uh, it's, it's Brandon Posh, and the first time, man, I'm just going to wait till he gets here and before I call people out. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now I'm going to click the link now. So you are it already, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're recording, right? Yes, oh, look at this. Listen to this, motherfucker. Here we go. Yo, what's going on, brother? Where are you at in the van?
1: Yeah, I'm in the van. on the track.
0: <laughs> are you sleeping there? Cause I know how. I know how you ain't got no money. To, you ain't got no money to get nah. a hotel. Are you sleeping there?
1: No, nah, I'm. I'm bumming a room off of. Uh, if you know Blake Davis, they're, they're letting me stay at their house for tonight.
0: Are you in the New
1: Jersey uh, Sports Park? Uh, no, we're we're down here in uh, Virginia at uh, VIR.
0: Nice man. Well, first of all, I want you to first of all I want to say thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate cuz first time p- people who don't know, we had a great chat the first time. I mean, it yep. was lit. It really was. And then I was halfway home and I get this uh this text that goes, "Hey man, it didn't record." And my heart just sank. I want you to know that that person, I end up uh they're ne- they're not, they're not on this earth anymore. They were uh they disappeared. Yeah. No, wasn't fired. They're, their their body is gone. They're it, they're missing. They're missing. It's not yeah, to see. Yeah,
1: that's sea. good. That's
0: That's what they deserve. I'm just kidding. No, man, no. You know what? Accidents happen, but I was great because we tried to get it done again. We couldn't because you were busy doing, you know, doing your thuggy fizzle. And then you hit me up last week. You go, hey, let's run it back. I go, oh, shit. And the gangster you are. I said, bet. And I be damned. I had uh, this opened up and I said, fuck it. Let's do it, bro. So thank you so much. Appreciate
1: it. I didn't forget. I didn't
0: forget. Dude, I thought that was nice of you. I mean, you could have easily said, you know, I'm done. You know, you should have have been a professional and recorded. But you said, you know what? That's a running back. So I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate that. And then you came to Indy to race. And I'd be damned. I had to go and work in Texas. So I missed Hmm. you. You know, I apologize. I missed you. But here's the thing about it. You end up finishing third in Moto America in the Super Sports Championship. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, man. I knew, no offense to you, but, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I think it was the bike that, I mean, you you pretty much did what you could with that bike. Other than... Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, we were struggling a lot all year, um, just getting the bike to work and, like, getting that consistency of having, like, the same, the same crew every weekend and uh, just a lot of stuff behind the scenes was going on this year that kind of didn't really help me. Um, that, I mean, that's part of our job though, face the adversity and, and keep trying to move forward. But, uh, there's definitely some things that could, could assist in us moving forward, but
0: well, talk, uh, to, talk okay. to me talk to me about that in, in a sense of that's what I'm talking about, man, is that you had, like you said, I mean, the little things, it's like I didn't have the same crew all the time. So when when things are, quote unquote, fucked up in the background and you still yeah. got to keep that mental to race, how do you compartment compartmentalize that?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, for a little while there, it was getting hard where I didn't even want to show up anymore. Um, really? Just like I'm showing up and it's different. Uh, no crew chief or we got this guy's as your crew chief this weekend or we don't have a crew chief and uh, show up and they either like, you know, we're, we're missing something or we don't have spare parts or the bike's not right or there's just always like little, little things going on that I'm like, hey, like, that's kind of why at, at the last round of the year, I decided to step away and, and go do my own thing for the last race.
0: You, I was going to ask you about that. What, what, you went to Honus Kawasaki, right?
1: And I'm yeah, like, I, um, what happened there? Well, Indianapolis, I crashed in, in qualifying and it was my second crash of the whole season. So I was like, okay, like that was not good, but we'll get the bike fixed and we'll go back out. And they didn't have any spare parts for the bike. So we were buying parts from other teams to, to get my bike together. Mm -hmm. And I've crashed twice all year. So, uh, in my head, I was just like, you know what? Like, obviously my interests and their interests aren't the same. And, and like, we don't have the same feelings for what I'm trying to achieve. So. I just wasn't going to race Laguna at all um, because I had already locked up third in points. So I was kind of over it, just done, like let's reset for next year. And uh, Humberto Baca and and Chuck Graves called me up and they were like, hey, we have another bike. Do you want to race? And, uh, of course, I said yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it weighed (laughs) up because I think the first race you got second, didn't you?
1: Yeah, in the first race I finished second. um, It was like uh, steady progress all weekend. And then as soon as we went into race mode, I just like, everything i just learned out the window and just went and uh that kind of backfired for me a little bit but how, it was good it was a really good learning experience how did
0: it backfire how did it backfire
1: uh like the cowie the way you ride it you like you're full on the brakes until you open the gas or the yamaha you can like break and and carry a lot of mid-corner speed and like mm-hmm. roll through the corners the cowie you can't do that you'll the front chatters and you'll tuck the front um so i started like letting go of the brakes too soon or not breaking in the right spot to where i would have to hold the brake all the way mm-hmm. if that makes sense like i was just like change my style back to what i'm used to so like it's hard to keep yourself like outside of your comfort zone during the race like like i i get comfortable with what i'm what i know and what i do and and i go back to that every time so
0: well, you still did the damn thing. That's why cause I was watching. I was like, what the hell did he do? And I, the, the great thing about racing or how you guys have to be a professional, which you were, you're like, hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. I'm going to go to these guys. And I go, OK, something happened there. I didn't get chance to ask. I go, something happened there. Yeah.
1: I, and I never really put anything up about it because I don't want to, like, talk bad on anybody right. or, uh, like, like put somebody's program down or anything like that. But, yeah. Um, end of the day like the rider has to do what's best for them and the team has to do what's best for them so um, we, we've all decided like it's better hey let's just end it here and, and go different directions so.
0: But did you feel you got a little bit uh, like did you feel they didn't uh, hold up their end of the bargain so to speak uh, in, in a way? Yeah, in a honestly way.
1: yeah. Yeah I mean from the very first round I felt that way to be honest with you um, I was I was kept my mouth quiet a lot this year (laughs) um i like well the first race i got disqualified because the bike's underweight like that shouldn't happen one when you're paying to do a job like like we bring money to the team that should never happen um which i know mistakes happen and stuff that's why i didn't really nobody said anything about it because we're just like well it's first race new team new bike new everything whatever and then it's just little things like that keep happening you're like man i you can't keep putting up with it you got to Kind of gotta like uh, put your foot down in a way, you know, and like do what's right for you. At the end of the day, so
0: who did you have to vent to? I mean, because when things aren't going right in a situation like that, you're at the risking your life literally. When I saw what happened to you at the ridge, man, I was like, oh shit! When that that, that crash yeah. that, and that track shouldn't he never should have raced on that track. But that's neither here nor there. And so you're out there risking your life, and then you, then they're not doing their part in the background. So who do you have yep. to talk to?
1: Yeah. um That's a great question. Honestly, a lot of the times I would be like texting home to like uh, family and and some really close friends um, just saying like, hey, this is what's going on. I don't know, like just taking their advice with a grain of salt because they're also not there. So they can't tell you what to do. Um, But really, it's just me like in my head uh, all year, like throwing questions back and forth between myself. And then you go down this whole rabbit hole of like, maybe I'm not good enough. And like you just start doubting yourself more than anything, you know. So I got in like a bit of a funk for a while this yeah. year. Uh, just like kind of not not in the right headspace and just not really able to do my job, I feel like. Um, but then like I would have times like New Jersey when it's my home race, all yes. my friends are there. Yeah, You just say like F it and you kind of have to just do your very best Um, well you did did.
0: you did you know what and I think maybe and correct me if I'm wrong but being in that funk before and then going to your home track it had to help you so much to get you through maybe the next two
1: races yeah honestly like once I I showed up on my home track and from the very first session I was like fast faster than pretty much it. I mean I was a 10th off and I only did four laps in qualifying like right away from the start we we're on pace. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a good, good weekend for me. Good weekend for the team. Yeah. And maybe get everybody's mojo back. And for me, it worked. Like I had two really good races, almost won the race and I was at the front. And for me, that was good coming from where we come from the week before, like, all right, this is progress. We're going the right way. And then uh, the next race is just, Right back to the same shit. <laughs> but that's how racing
0: goes. That is how racing goes. But, man, I was so pulling for you because, I mean, and it's great because I talked to, you know, I talked to SDK, which I love. I love that you guys, and it's, this is getting off the, uh, the subject a little bit. But what I think is what Moto America is missing is there's three people in there. And this is no disrespect to Super Bikes, no disrespect to any other riders it's a town to feel, but if I was Moto America, I would back a Brinks truck up to your house, up to Sean Dylan Kelly's house, and up to Rocco Landers house, cause you guys are a gold mine. I mean, you really are. You're the gold mine, and you guys are the face of Moto America. And, that, and that's just being—I'm uh, I'm being serious. Because what you guys have is—you know, <laughs> like, like I, you know—I see you, you and uh, Dylan Kelly go in, uh, at each other on Instagram. It's all good fun. When he was in Hawaii with his girl, oh, and, and, and here you are doing on the, the supermoto bike, doing whatever, you know, laying it down and doing whatever. And you guys go back, and I go, "This is perfect." If I, and you guys are. Fresh-faced, you're you're yeah. so American. You're apple pie. I mean, I don't see why Motor America doesn't see this. And Rocco Landers has got talent at the Wazoo, and you guys are the face of the franchise, man. You're basically like the Tom Brady and the other Tom Brady and the itty bitty Tom Brady, all all rolled into one. I don't know why Motor America <laughs> doesn't do this. Yeah,
1: I mean the way. No, I mean no. No disrespect to like any other riders, but I think I'm I'm the one bringing the. Sh- Joe, I'm the one bringing the spectators. I'm the one like showing up and doing my job and entertaining the people. And like I think that really proved it at New Jersey when I show up and there's like the parking lot's full. And that's the only race all year that's been packed, and it's my home race conveniently. And we spent the whole week doing promo for it, and we like we laid our foot down and let everybody know like, hey, this is this is my weekend. This is all my spectators. I, like we kind of put the show on together between me and and a couple people at Moto America, and it if we're all smart and we keep moving forward, we're gonna keep expanding this show. If not, hey, I mean, the numbers are gonna gonna show.
0: But th- but, that, but that's just like <laughs> so. what I said though. I mean, they have to look, they have to look at what the, I'm looking at the naked eye. Cause I'm always saying I'm the outsider looking in. I'm the kid, I'm Toby Tyler. I'm the one that wanted to join the yep. circus. So I'm looking in like, oh, there's the elephants. There's the show, I want to get in. So I'm getting as close as possible to the naked eye. I, like I'm saying, I'm seeing you and Sean Dylan Kelly in, in super sport, what a great rivalry. I mean, it's not nasty. It's beautiful because, like I said, you're like, you know, yep. you're the fun kid. You go up with the Supermoto bike and he comes in. His mom is there. He's kissing his girlfriend. He's kissing babies. Yep. He's trying to run for yeah, office. Yeah, he's all
1: serious and but, no personality, just straight, like, <laughs> business. And I show up, I'm like, <laughs> <you> flaunt it. <laughs>
0: you do a wheelie you're doing wheelies with, with an hawaiian shirt on you got no protection i'm going this is this doesn't look good but it's fun and i think one video you had it was the greatest yep. thing ever. you said by the way kids make sure you wear protection <laughs> you said no you yeah had to say, Help yeah not. always
1: wear your protection <laughs> you <have fun. laughs> no I, I like to just have fun and i I be myself and everybody else is so like oh if i do this they're gonna think of me in a in a negative way or they're gonna think i'm not serious but when you can do both and you can have fun and and be kind of the the show, yes, but still get your job done on the weekend, then there's no problem.
0: <laughs> I mean, no, so. I, hey, like I I said, I I brought it up before you did, and, and I see that. Like I said, I'm seeing this with a naked eye. You and him, and then if when Rocco comes up, which he should, my God, yes. you you've got your they have they they're sitting on the precipice of a gold mine. Why they're not capitalizing on this? I have yeah, no we idea. Yeah, you got a cool
1: show. You,
0: you do you guys
1: i don't know i mean man there's a there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes where like uh i mean money kind of talks and if if what i'm doing or what sean's doing or what rock is doing they feel like isn't bringing the money then they don't care (laughs) but it's like man uh i don't know i mean it's it's a touchy subject because like i don't want to like put a bad taste in anybody's mouth yeah at the same time like when when somebody brings in a sponsor a personal sponsor and then you you look the next weekend and two other guys are trying to run the same sponsor and then the organization has us that same sponsor is now in in their tent you're like well there goes all that sponsor money now you got to go out and do the whole thing over again find another sponsor for the next year and then these These leeches—they just suck on and and take your sponsor money and then put you back to zero.
0: (laughs) No, I I get it, man. That's why I bought. That's why I bought it up. And let me do the talking because I don't want to get your ass in trouble. I want to, you know, let (laughs) let me be the bad guy. So when I go there, they can give me the evil eye because I got no problem with that. I want you to get your shit. I want you to get your money. Get everything you deserve. Because like I said, I see the show and and when you you have to, you have to go with the youth movement. I mean, Superbike is going to be Superbike, which is great. I mean, I like I said, I love Josh Heron. I love what he does. I love that uh, the. The guys coming up, Kyle Wyman, you got to love his independent yep. spirit. Love it. I love Ashton yep. Yates, all those guys. But what you guys do, you got to go with the youth movement. You guys are fun and you're good. And you guys, yeah. you've been to Europe. You know what it's like. And you come here and you're kicking ass and it's the great rivalry. Yep. And they've got to see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, like they should definitely, I think, double down on the Superbike class because it's like, that's their premiere, their premier show. And, Uh, there's definitely like a lot of entertainment but I think uh, out of any class honestly our class this year was probably the most entertaining between Sean, Richie, me, uh, even Kevin Olmedo, some races like there there was a few guys that would come up there and be at the front and everybody is like we're not in a position yet where we have solid like jobs like solid rides for the next couple of years like everybody's fighting for their career so we're like uh, kind of of more on the limit and more like ready to die for it than than the other classes
0: no you really i mean there's there's and there's great stories they're missing like uh, one of the guys i think it's super sport maybe it's almeida he didn't get a chance to go back to his country so he had to stay here
1: yeah it's like little stuff like that that they they, uh kind of look over a bit that i think man that uh that's crazy that's dedication like you're you're willing to not see your family for six months to to go racing? Like, that, that's I mean they're missing they, that, that story. Be, uh, yeah,
0: old. They should they should be having a story. And, had, and another guy that's to, to mental to not be able to see your mom and dad for six months during a pandemic, and then say, okay, I got to race and risk my life and try to get a podium and try to get this and that, and try to win a race. Yeah. They're missing the boat, man. And that's why sometimes honestly. That's why, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And like I said, I'll be the bad guy, but that's why I want you and I want SDK and I want Rocco to go over Europe and stay there. I mean, I want
1: you guys to go. I mean, you yeah, you'll, we need Yeah, uh, we need BT to be our marketing manager.
0: Man, well, <laughs> yeah, you'll be racing for Walmart if that was the case. You'd have a, you'd have a Walmart bike and a ref, and they go, What's that blue and white bike? It's a Walmart bike. We're cheap, but we're good. <laughs>
1: that's what yeah, we're cheap, but we're good. We got. Uh, Quality entertainment all the time. Uh,
0: well, that's what I would do, honestly, man. Because we wait, if, if people don't know. And I, the first show, it's hard to bring back the second thing, uh, the, the the first show, whatever that, that that didn't get recorded. But I thought, like, and people don't know that. And I always want to know, do you have any money? Because the funny thing about it was, and people don't know this, but in Valencia, like, I've always known you. You know, I think we uh, hit each other on Instagram here and there. So I'm in Valencia all of a sudden. You're like, you hit me up. I go, oh shit, Brandon. And then it got around to the point of, hey, uh, <laughs> you gotta. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Can I stay with you? And I go, yeah, no problem. I like. First of all, I never ask you. How did it come up that you go, hey, I need a place to stay. What about this guy? <laughs> how did I come yeah,
1: up? Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I like. I think I met you the year before at Valencia. Yeah, I was there at the GP. Um, I raced like the Moto Three stuff the week before. Yeah, and then I stayed and I, I met you. Like I was with Sean Kelly. I don't think you even knew who I was. That's right. That's right. Like, yeah. That's hey, right. That's there? right. Yeah. And you you just started talking to Sean, and I was like, okay, I see how it is, and. Like, I I think I followed you on Instagram, and we just started uh, talking and stuff. And then I I come back the next year for a Moto2 race, and I, I, like, crashed and stuff, and the GP was the next week. But my flight was already booked for, like, a week later, so I was there anyways. Um, But I didn't think that the hotels were going to sell out like that. There was nowhere to stay, like, nowhere to stay. I didn't have a car, nothing. I was there, like, by myself with a fucking busted-up shoulder, just stuck in the middle of nowhere, Valencia, Spain, and I was like, "Yo, BT, uh, <laughs> you got a spare bed or what?" <laughs> and then my man BT, he just came through.
0: Hell yeah! You know, I wouldn't leave the, you stranded like on the couch. A, this, well, sorry, I uh, sorry I, I dissed you when you were in the couch I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I dissed you. Like, yeah. yeah anyway, he, so hey, Sdk. So, what's it like out there? Man?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it went. I was like, "Yo, dog." All right, all right, I see it. <laughs> but, but, but that was before. I don't. I don't think you, you didn't even put two and two together. I don't think I, I wasn't. I never spoke to you before that. So I was like, all right, I accept it.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to be a dick about it. I'm sorry. I, was, I didn't. I didn't know I was being a dick about it. But you know, but I made up for it. I made up for it because yeah, we had guys. a great time we had a great time
1: 40 year olds and stuff yeah
0: it was good people that don't know man you stay with me so then i go hey listen i had to go to the track early okay that's cool man so you did your thing i did my thing like when you we first got there i went to go eat and then you went and i don't know what i think you had to talk to sponsors i don't know you had to do something so you said you know we met back in the hotel and then so going to the track in the morning you put on some rap music i had no idea i go who is this you go oh that's a little baby how about this? Oh, that's uh, that's big baby. Hey, who's this? That's the other baby. I mean, there was so many babies. I thought we had a nursery in
1: that car, man. I was like, yeah. who is Oh, this? dude, you were, everybody was loving it. I had the vibes flowing, everybody was stoked.
0: Dude, I was like, oh, did you? I I I, I tell everybody, I said, man, you're the blackest dude I know. I said, You're so black. If we got pulled over by the cops, I would have done the talking. That's how black you were. I was like, this dude. <laughs> I'm not that cool. <laughs> you got some flavor, brother. Cause we went to the track. We had a great time. We got the track. Then you, we did. You did what you had to do. And I didn't see you all day. And then I think we went back together. And then you came in. And then I had some uh, had some friends come to the hotel room. And the and the great thing about <laughs> it is when they left, you got like, what were those girls like thirty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, what were they like thirty? Yeah, that's so old, man. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. <laughs> that seems so far away for me.
0: Let me tell you something, man. When you get a chance to have a 30-year-old woman, trust me. Mm. Mm trust me (laughs) and that's all i'm gonna say Mm. this is a racing podcast but yeah 30 year olds
1: Mm. (laughs) we're turning this podcast from racing to uh this is all about normal life
0: (laughs) (laughs) well hey here's the thing about it is me and you and it's funny we do kind of mirror each other in a way in a way because like okay my producer he's same age you are he 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 skipped uh he's not doing college he's he's pursuing his dream that's why he does his podcast for me all right he's doing that all right just like you you didn't go to college right your first yep. bike, your first bike was a Z50. My first bike was a Z50. How about that? Dang. Yeah, but I don't have a sister. So, but you end up racing. Oh. You you end up following your dream. And my dad was like, "I'm not hey, doing that shit for you. you."
1: Used to wrestle and stuff too. Like, man, But what stuff. I tell
0: you, I tell you, use that wrestler mentality is what I told you. Use a wrestler mentality because a wrestler's mentality is like any other sports. I mean, all sports uh, athletes, professionals have a different mentality. But to wrestling is the greatest sport there is because it's just you and another guy it's man on oh, man and you got to you got you got to will yourself over another man i mean think about yeah. that you're you basically stepping to the mat you're the same person it's man on oh, man oh. right you might be stronger or whatever but you got to basically impose your will on somebody and then yeah. w- when it's tough you got to gut that win out and that's when i told you in in silverstone i said get your wrestler mentality and what did you do yep. and what did you do you yep. went out and got 30th Yes, sir. <laughs> but you were, hey, but you were only, don't
1: say it twice. <laughs>
0: but, but you were only a minute off the, you were only a minute off of uh, Marcus Ramirez won that race, I think, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I was only like, uh, I don't know, maybe like two or three minutes off. That's great. <laughs>
0: no, but, no, but that was your first time there, though, bro. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I kid you, but you did a damn good job. And you, I mean, yeah. I, we, we shoot the shit, but that was a damn good job you did.
1: I think uh, the GP, I finished like 27th. And uh, I want to say like, like 40-something seconds behind the leader, I think, which isn't – it's not terrible. Um, I was, like, maybe six seconds behind, the like, that group in front of me. Um, That race was tough, man. <laughs> okay. no, I, I underestimated ask you, that. Well,
0: let me ask you about this. When Moto – I, I had a – I interviewed – I had a chat with Ayumi a Sasaki a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I okay. asked him, I said, what's, you know, your strategy for the race? And he goes – there is no strategy. He goes, strategies don't work, especially in Moto3. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. So, like, what, what is the game plan going into Moto3? Because anybody who hasn't seen Moto3 races, and these guys who do the podcast, my, like I said, my producer, Wyatt, I tell him, I said, with well, Moto3, it's a street fight. You walk out the door, and somebody hits you over the head with a pool stick, you don't know who it is, and you just start swinging, and when it's over, you're like, did I win? What place am I at? And that's what Moto3 yeah, exactly. is. So, how would you describe, when you're racing, and you're in that group, like, what is your strategy? What are you, what are you thinking?
1: Um, well, when I did the Silverstone Moto3 race, it was a bit different because like it was my first ever MotoGP race. And I'm like, I'm starting towards the back anyways. So my, my, uh, my strategy was just like, get off the line. Good. Try and pass a couple people in the first lap. So that way I'm stuck in that group and like just get myself stuck in the group. Right. And, uh, I tried to follow the game plan. It just didn't really work out that well. (laughs) I mean, I passed like one or two people off the start and then. Uh, somebody I think bumped me or something, and uh, yeah, I lost the group pretty early. <laughs> but it was all right.
0: Now, okay, now walk me through it because I always want to know this. Okay, race day, get the leathers on. Okay, so you do your you do your sighting lap, you come back on the grid, and you take yep. your helmet off. What are you thinking when you're on the grid? And, you know, and I call it, that, and and that to me is the greatest moment because it's quiet. You can hear everything. So what are you thinking? You've got your helmet off, and no matter where you start, what are you thinking?
1: Honestly, my first GP, like I'm sitting there on the grid with my helmet off. I'm looking at, like, everybody in front of me because I'm on the second to last row. Like, there was only one one other guy behind me. So uh, I'm, I'm at the back sitting there like, man, what am I doing here? Like, how did I wind up on a MotoGP grid? Like, that's honestly what I was thinking to myself that day. I was like, man, I don't know how I even, how did I get here? Right. <laughs> Cause like, that was a dream of mine, like my whole life, just to do a Moto 3 race and, and, um, to, to make that happen, even like against all the adversity that I've gone through, like how big I am, how heavy I am. Right. Going from like, man, 2016, I didn't have a ride until a week before the season started. 2019, I like, I didn't even know what I was going to race until the season was starting. Like, from going not even know what you're gonna do when the season is starting mm-hmm. to winning the championship and then doing a MotoGP race in the same year was like that was crazy for me. It was like a it was like a mix of emotions. Yeah. So how'd you... my 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 buddy's waiting for his helmet. It's been sitting in the van the whole time. <laughs> He's like <laughs> sitting outside, he can't ride because his helmet's here.
0: <laughs> well, he he could come in and get his helmet. I don't wanna keep that's... I wanna keep the dude. Well, hey, what's going on, man? Who is that? What's his name?
1: Uh, Dom, Dom Doyle
0: with uh, oh yeah uh, dole from uh uh uh, not Uh, south africa right yeah yes i've seen you race man you 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 took it to rocco a couple races
1: i mean i beat him three times but it's not enough dude
0: (laughs) you you took it to him you took it matter of fact let me tell you something when i get through with old pretty boy here one of these days me and you are going to do a podcast together okay
1: Yeah, just hit me up on Instagram or Facebook,
0: anything. I mean that, man. I love what you did this year. Great job. I love, I mean, and I have, and I love Rocco, but I I like how, you know, competition makes better, makes you better. I love how you gave it to him and you, I mean, you excellent job. So I look forward to you having a great year this year, man. And we'll definitely do a, a podcast together.
1: Thank you. Really appreciate it. Hey, See you soon.
0: BT is more—he's more interested in you than me. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Hey, he just had to get his helmet. <laughs> he to get his helmet. But no. Poor but, God. No, but, but you know what? That, that but that's like I said. That's part of and you know I don't want to go down like a, a spiritual road, but it's it's all about the positive thinking and like you said, you know, you didn't know if you can have a ride and and am am I going to continue racing? And then you win a championship and it's like your goal was always be on the MotoGP grid and you're there. So how do you take that and like, wow. And then go, okay, shit. Okay. Now I got to concentrate on, on, you know, um, okay. Where am I going to go for the start? Where am I, am I going to go to the outside?
1: Well, I think like over the weekend, that weekend, like I had a whole, um, I had a big group of people around me, like telling me, Hey, it's going to be okay. Just, just do this. Try this. Like, I had a I had a good group of people around me, like advising me on what to do. So mm-hmm. I wasn't too like really worked up over the weekend, but it it was more like after the weekend, like at the end of the year, when everything kind of started for me, in my opinion, like spiraling out of control almost. Yeah. Because like I I've had these dreams since I was like eight years old, like win a British Moto Three Championship, which was which is kind of crazy. Cause like I, I'd been talking about winning a british motor 3 championship since 2015 um so that's been a goal of mine for a long time and since before then was uh, always to race in motor gp motor 3 and as soon as both of my goals happened i like forgot like there's more to this game you know yes it's so, like i reached my goals and i just kind of plateaued and i just stopped like well i've done it like this is it <laughs> Yes. and i know those are kind of low goals so like I don't know. I mean, not low goals. Like, it's hard to race in, in a world championship race, no matter what class. But, right. like, I, I, like, almost forgot that, like, hey, there's Moto2. Like, I, I want to do Moto2. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, like, forgot everything. And I'm, like, okay, well, I've accomplished all my stuff. So, now I just started screwing off, like, hanging out with friends, not training as hard. Uh, I got out of control for a little bit. Yeah. I had to, like, reel myself back in. I, I remember I've heard, like, similar stories from, like, Uh, boxers and stuff Mm -hmm. like Tyson Fury went through the same thing like he won the world championship and then went off the uh, off the deep end for a little while yes he did Um, I mean it's like I think that happens a lot more than everybody thinks in sports and nobody ever talks about it it's always like a a a quiet thing but once you hit like a a big goal like that and you uh, everything is so good like your life is so good then it comes to a point where it's not good at all and everything's going wrong (laughs) so like you got to remember there's like both sides of it like it'll go really good and then you're like depressed and you don't want to do anything for a little while
0: (laughs) well you you know marvin Hagler said the same thing he goes you know it's hard to train when you uh, hard to get up at 5 a.m when you're sleeping in silk sheets you know, yeah, and and the thing and the thing about it is, you have to set a goal so big. I mean, I don't know how you set your goals, but what you do is, and you do a great job. We talked about talking it to into existence, which is great. Yep. You talk it into existence, which is great. But what you do is, you got to set bigger, even bigger goals. Like I know you want to be hey, Moto Three uh, b- b- champion, then maybe go say after that, I want to um, uh, I want to win win at least ten races and also become Moto. You know, you got to keep setting it, yeah. make it so high that you don't go. Okay, that's achieved. I'm gonna just fuck off now.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how I was. Like I didn't um I, I was so focused on like these two goals that I said, Okay, I'm I'm getting these two things done before I die. Yeah. And like I was so focused on those two things that as soon as it happened, it was like, All right, well I'm I'm done. Uh this was my like this was my mission. I finished. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. And now like I'm still like I haven't even I haven't had that moment where uh i've set my next really big goal yet to be honest like i'm at a point now in my life where i just want to do everything i can to the best of my ability but i still haven't found that like okay i want to win a moto two world championship or i want to win this or you know I, I haven't had that yet why since so what why
0: why is, um, is it
1: i think more than anything for me like um once you get to that level you realize how it's it's so political in racing that you can be good enough, like, like Bo Ben Snyder or like some guy like this, like Odendal or something, or even Edgar Pons. Like you can be one of the most talented people in the world and still never get a chance to win a a title. Um, And I think that's like, uh, it's hard for like a young rider when you, when you want to keep pushing, but you, you're like, man, I, I don't have, I don't have parents that are millionaires and, I don't have like a big sponsor behind me yet and stuff like that. So you, you kind of try to like make it realistic for yourself.
0: But but what you do is and and trust me I know where you're going with that and I gotta stop you right there being I'm gonna be your unpaid coach right now. But what you gotta do is you can't look at because it's almost the same thing like when I'm doing or with comedy because if you look at the enormity of it you go oh my God there's there's you know 40 40 million podcasts out there or uh, you know being a comic there's you know there's at least four thousand comedians in New York alone and in L A and then you know but if you just concentrate on who, what you really want you got to put blinders on. It's almost like a horse can right. Put your bronzes on. Don't worry about this horse over here being fast or this horse. And you just gotta go. You set that goal, and you can't look at like. And I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. You can't look at. Okay, well, Bo's Bose going to fucking World Super Sport, and that motherfucker was talented. He won a championship uh, uh, rookie's cup, and blah blah blah. But you, you just gotta go. Okay, this is what I want. And you can't look, and it's hard, I know, because like I said, I, I started out with comedians who now are multi-millionaires. And, right. you know, and it's like, I go, good for them, because it helps with the juju. I mean, when you have bad yep. juju, I, I believe it comes back on you. So you go, good for that person, good for them. And, and you wish them, and, you know, it's hard It's hard sometimes, but you got to go, good for that person. I want them to succeed. But you got to go, but I'm blah, blah, blah. Either I'm better than that, and you, and you have to say it out loud but- to anybody. But you keep them blinders on and you go about your pace and you set them goals how you want. And what I do is... I write my yearly goals. I mean, the overall goal. Overall goal. Yearly goal. Monthly goal. Weekly goal. Daily goal. Yep. And what I do sometimes is, before I go to bed, I take a sheet of, like a sheet of this paper right here, and I, and I get like a, a, a Sharpie. And I go, I want this to happen tomorrow. Now, granted, not all the time you're going to achieve a goal, but, but you do have right. a blueprint of what the day is going to be like. You know, I will say, yep. I, I want to have an un, un, uh, unexpected income. And I'd be, damn, man, a check might come in. It might not be like for a million dollars, but it might be a hundred dollars. You, go, I wouldn't expect that anyway. So that's what you yeah. got to Dude, you got to put blinders on, and I know it's hard, but it's like this.
1: Just do your own thing.
0: A perfect example was Dominika Gerder, because, I mean, Dominique Look. was out of ride, and Okay, he signed up for a Moto E this week. And then I just look on Instagram today, and now he's racing no, World Supersport. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's how you got to do, bro. And I, like I said, man, I know it's hard. And, you know, it's, it's a, yours is a little different than me. But in a way, it's the same yep. thing because you don't look yep. at the enormity of it. and just Yeah, you
1: got to kind of, like, stay focused on the goal. And, and like, when, when I was setting the goal of, okay, we're going to win a Moto 3 championship, and then we're going to go to a world championship. I wasn't thinking about like, there's money behind it. I didn't think like that at all. Like there was no money yeah. at all in my head. It was like, this is the goal. We're going to do it no matter what. So I just need to go back to that and <laughs> there, that'll be good. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it, the limits are like, there is no limits.
0: Thank you. There is no limits, man. It's unlimited. You can do it. Like I said, just don't look at the enormity, focus on the outcome. Focus on being on that podium, spraying that Prosecco, man. Like, ah, I just beat you, whatever. Sean Dillon, I just beat you, Marcus Ramirez. No offense, <laughs> man. You know, and you're spraying the champagne. You got the Hottie Honeys coming up. Oh, my God. What's your name? You know my name. My name is Brandon Posh, Moto2 World Champion. That's my name. What up? <laughs> and we're partying down in Valencia. It's me, you. We're all in the room together. <laughs> we got 30 year olds in there. We're having a good time. Hell yeah. You know
1: I'll I be mean? probably <laughs> close to 30 by that point. Jesus. I'll be at least 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty close hey. to 30. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not. Well, at least be 30.
0: They might be 40 by then. Hey, 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 hey! Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, something, young whippersnapper. Listen, you have no idea, man, <laughs> how where you're at in your life. I look at you like God. I mean, you are so money, and you know it, but you don't know it. It's like you know it, but you don't know it. I mean, you yep. you're right there, and I love I love because you train a lot, but you have fun while you're doing it. And man, if, I'm I'm promise you, if you set them goals, like I said, focus on the outcome. Don't focus on and keep them blinders on. Uh, and just keep doing what you're doing having fun but keep focused on the outcome and how and just what you want not how you're gonna do it but what you want you're gonna get there and you're gonna be like damn bt he was right
1: bt was right like i'm just slowly like uh i'm on a graph trending this way
0: yeah you are <laughs> Yeah, like are. i'm just
1: so i noticed like the trend's still going up so i'm just gonna keep having fun keep like setting small goals and keep knocking them out and and uh we're just going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. Because, because,
0: <laughs> no, because think about it. Think about what you've done, okay? You've raced in Europe, and you've raced the BSB Championship, and you raced in America. Yeah. Those are three different tracks. People who on the on the not know don't know how incredibly different those tracks are, and yeah. on different bikes. So, explain the difference. Yeah. anybody who doesn't know the difference between uh, an American road racing track to a British the BSB British sh- bike championship and a MotoGP track. Explain right. that to So people. like,
1: uh, so like a MotoGP track is like super uh, fast, flowing, really wide, tons of room, tons of runoff. Like, so when you run off the track, you don't like just hit a wall. Yeah. And then you go to like the complete opposite, which is like a British superbike track. Yeah. Which is like some of them, like Cadwell Park, is as wide as a go kart track. And I You got there. like walls everywhere, and it's it's dangerous, but it's so much fun. <laughs> and then you got like an american style track which is somewhere in the middle of like a british superbike track and a gp track like we have pretty fast flowing tracks but some tracks don't have good runoff or some tracks are like kind of tight like we're we're somewhere in the middle that's why i think our riders are good when they go bsb or gp because they're like we're right in the middle of that like we could be on the cusp of like gp tracks or you know you could go die at the wherever i don't know (laughs) <laughs> like we're at we're right somewhere in the middle
0: <laughs> okay well, let me ask you what's the best american track for, for for motorcycle racing
1: that's a good question honestly the one that i hate the most but i i had a lot of fun was the ridge um like that would be a fun track to go do like a track day and okay. like screw off and have fun right or like uh one of my favorites is probably road atlanta really why is that just like the like it's pretty quick and flowing and there's so much elevation and so many blind corners and stuff is really really difficult mm-hmm. and to be honest it kind of reminds me of like a, a british superbike track a lot like an olton park kind of thing or something like that oh i love olton
0: um, park i love Alton Park, and
1: that's like olton park's one of my favorites in bsb so i'm like I'm always looking for something similar to that.
0: Yeah, well, well, I, for a day, I got a chance to be Hector Barbera's like a little like uh, his assistant for a day. Like I helped put his leathers on and push his bike, and I was like, oh, you know me. I'm like, oh. He was like, hey, could you Love help it. me put the help me put the leathers on? I Go, yes, H- Hector. Oh. and it was great, man. <laughs> and the great thing about that, it was a, it was a track day. So all the guys who were there for track day had to be. I'm just walking by. Oh, is that Hector Barbara? And they would come in, to get a picture with him, whatever. With his
1: bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> Hector <laughs> Barber and the Bodyguard. <laughs>
0: and he still follows me on Instagram, man. It's great. I love that dude, oh, man. Yeah. I love... Because you know what? It's a redemption story. You know, he, he went through his shit and now he's coming back and I love you that. Come back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's
1: t- always... Uh, you always got to come back from it.
0: Uh, and that's what I... And that's why I keep telling you, man. You'll, you're you're going to get your thing on. Huh? I mean, just don't... Like I said, don't focus on negative. Have fun and keep your blinders on you and you're going to do exceptionally well like you're doing now.
1: Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think like... Uh, like you say, just maintain the focus, and my time will come. Um, don't force it, don't rush it, but it'll come. That's that's my thinking on it. Like, eventually, whatever is destined for me is gonna come, so just don't rush it. Take my time and be ready when my time does come.
0: Beautiful, I mean, and, and here's another thing how we're like, right, also, is that this is the only job you've had. I mean, how yep. great is that? I mean, sometimes, and it's I'm the same way, like being a comic, that I've been that my whole entire life. I started young, so when I got chance, when I got out of college, I actually I went to college, yo. Uh, so I got two degrees. I don't want to rub it in your face. I got two degrees. Damn,
1: flexing on me.
0: Yeah, well, you know that's what I do, bro. That's what I do. I'm, I, I went to a, a junior college. I got my associate's degree. Then I got my bachelor's degree, so I could be a night manager at a Target or a Walmart, and you know, so I'm good, bro. I'm good. Subtle <laughs> flex. Yeah, well, that's, that's what right. I do, bro. That's what I come on. <laughs> that's what I do. But I'm just saying, we both are pursuing the dream. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what. And that's also so beautiful about you is that, man, you're. You're a professional motor you're a professional motorcycle racer and it's all you've ever known and you're still yep. just 19. I mean do yep. you do, do, do you sometimes step back and go okay I am living the dream or or, yeah. or, or are you in it and you don't yeah. realize it
1: you gotta have that like uh for me my family did a really good job like keeping me kind of like level headed and like giving me reality checks once in a while where like how uh,
0: like how what would they do?
1: Uh well for a while like my mom started to make me pay like a little bit of rent and stuff. And like, uh, I had to get a job. Actually, like I was working. Oh,
0: shit. What happened? Oh my god, are you okay?
1: I, I dropped you on the, on the floor in the van. <laughs>
0: That's a flex um, right
1: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I'm just here at the track in my van. <laughs> not, to, not to brag. No, my, my mom would make me like, like get a job like sweeping floors at a bike shop or something, Good. you know, like, like working just so I know what the value of a dollar is so I'm not like wasting money on like stupid stuff
0: man that's great uh, that, that worked <laughs> no I think yeah, it's it worked gr- dude, dude. I had a
1: job and I was like I do not like this I want to go back to the track so <laughs> it was good it kept me focused for sure dude that's
0: awesome I man, I I, I think that's great because you know what I did the same thing in the summertime uh I got a job at a plant and nothing at a factory Nothing will make you appreciate what you do. than having a summer yep. job at a plant. And you and you see that look of of just those guys have no hope at all left in their eyes. I mean, they're their wives yeah. would come up and get the check. And I mean, it was, dude, I couldn't wait to leave there and go back to school because those guys, they yeah. had no hope. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's like uh it's one of them things that you get into this rut of like, um, You have to do what you have to do to make the money, but then you never come out of it. Like you just like those people, they just stay there in that like same every day. Like, man, I hate my job, but I have to make the money. Yeah, and I don't wanna. I don't wanna have to do that. So.
0: Okay. Now, how did you navigate your way through? Because people your age, and and you know, I mean, trust me, I got caught up in the same. I get still caught up in the same trap. Sometimes is that, how do you get caught up? How did you not get caught up in the trap of, uh, you know, people your age are out partying or they're out, you know, or, or they got a girlfriend and she's like, yeah, well, and you go, okay, maybe I want not train here. I'll spend a you know afternoon with my girlfriend or this and that. How did you not get caught up in that?
1: Because so easy. The girl thing is tough, man. Um, like. Every teenage guy just wants to go hanging out with girls all the time and stuff. And I mean, I'm not any different. Right. Like, I'm definitely always like, yeah, I want to hang out with girls and stuff all the time. But, like, I don't know. You gotta kind of lay down the law with with the girls. That's, that's what like I'm a, talking. Look, listen like a, to that. Lay yeah, down yeah.
0: the law. This is a man you, beyond his years.
1: Yeah. You you can't take the shit. Otherwise, you're just going to family reunions all the time and like not getting anything done. You know. So, I I just tell him, listen, like, this is my like. I'm doing this, and if you want to hang out with me, that's cool. If not, I don't need you in my life. Like, I, t- I, need, I need to stay focused. Um, and it's the same thing with me for, for like, parties and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, if I uh, if I have a really good weekend and, like, oh, I, I go win both races or I won a championship or something, something big happen, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have a good night out and then get refocused. But I think the key to, like, the party side of it is just moderation. If you can control yourself and only go out when it's, like – uh, warranted, then then it's good, but if you start going down that path of like, well, I've been going out for a week, I'm just gonna keep going out, yeah, then that's bad, that's bad. So like, I, I just try and keep everything in moderation. Even like, yeah, I, I go out and have a good time with my friends, and I go out with girls, and I I eat junk food and I I do everything that I'm not supposed to do as a professional athlete, yeah. but if you do it in moderation, you're good. I think, you know, like
0: that's beautiful. I mean, that's beautiful. It's perfect. And I, I think that that your parents did a great job, but whoever did, because what, how focused you are at 19, man, I wish <laughs> I had that. Cause hell, I still want to hang out with girls all day and I'm a grown ass man. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's like natural life. You just want to hang out with some girls all the time. I mean, I, I try my best. Like I'm not very good with the ladies yet, but I'm like, I'm building my way up. Like, it's also on that that graph of, like, trending. Like, I'm I'm working on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's what you do. You start winning championships and let them come to you. And that's That's,
1: that's what I was thinking, you know? Like, I won the BSB championship, and then you get, like – Okay, there's a couple more DMs and then a couple more DMs, couple more DMs. They just keep going up. So, I'm I'm happy with the way I'm with the way I'm going. I just need to keep uh keep winning and everything'll be golden.
0: Now, did you get some DMs when you won the, the the BSB championship?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, the thing is like I don't know. It, it's it's like girls like social media for whatever reason. Like you just as long as you you got a good presence on social media, you're good. And you're kind of funny. You don't look like a an ogre. Yeah, and you, you're all right. You're, you're good.
0: Well, you know, honestly, when you're a professional athlete like yourself, like a, you're a young dude, you're fun. You're a winner. I mean, seriously, like I said, you got you got that just that great look about you, man. What a girl wouldn't be like, oh my god, who's this? Oh my god. I mean, I you, could seriously, probably think of a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so okay let's, let's just say let's just say uh you get into uh when you get into moto two when you get into the gp series the world championships okay let's say you win that moto two championship okay and then, then the spanish girls come calling what do you prefer american spanish girls uh who know maybe a fine-ass german comes in some italian girls hey,
1: some... i'm sorry to the usa but when them spanish girls come calling i go running <laughs> i'm on my way like, I don't know. There's just something about them. Yes, just right. Them. The whole like vibe is just there. You know, They're like. Yeah.
0: Trust me, I know. I, I've been to the after parties, man. <laughs> they are. Oh, I mean, honestly, I'm like. Yes, I mean there was a, there was I went to as a matter of fact we were in Valencia last time is after you left and I think it was the last <laughs> night I was there and I went to get a a hamburger and uh, and so like I got up to get some kind of condiment or whatever and came back and the the bus girl she goes sir you know could you you better take your phone because the Spanish people they kind of and I was looking at her like she's hot I mean she said it but I was like yeah the bus girl there's was just hot something
1: about him it's like the eyes or something I don't know.
0: There's something about the Spanish. then Spanish mommies are yeah. hot, man. Yeah. yeah. They,
1: so, just, they just drag you in. You just get sucked <laughs> in. You're like, man, I, I'm in love. And it happens like that. It's bad. <laughs> they got to keep me out of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh! You're so—it's so true, <laughs> though, man. They're just—and uh, like I said, you start winning Moto Two or get—or or who knows—if you come through the back door, like through Cevs, and they know you through Cevs. Yep. Oh, dude, you're set. You might as well get a house.
1: Uh, it, it's over. Yeah, I might as well just just get a house and popping out a couple kids, and that's that.
0: Oh, how great! Be, how great would that be? I mean, you, you, you don't have an education. You barely got a high school. I mean, you've been racing your whole life, so you can be a rider coach for somebody, and then you—you exactly. you be, like, be like a Rubens' house, you know? Yep. Look at Ruben. Yep, Nobody'll know who
1: I am, but yeah. I just keep being there. <laughs> that's great.
0: Ruben looks no. Ruben looks good, and he's and he's he's a crew chief, and he's he he runs a good show, and he's racing. I mean, he's still on his days off. He's he still you know he still rides like a son of a bitch, dude. That's your life right there, bro. That's your life.
1: You're breaking up a little bit.
0: Yeah, you're breaking up too a little bit, and so yeah, yeah it
1: might, might be me. But- cuz but there's not really good service here
0: yeah, we're not in that problem. But you know what? We're, uh, we're almost done anyway, but man, I wanted to get some questions from you. because uh, you know I put it out there yesterday on social media, and people are so good, and they wanted me to ask you some questions. So when you first got into uh, the European circuit, I mean, you know, race of Europe, or maybe a BSB, what was your oh shit moment where you go, oh boy, these guys are different? Because I asked John Dillon Kelly that, and he told me that was when Raul Fernandez, he had a pin, and Raul Fernandez passed him on the outside going into going into a sweeper and he was like oh shit this is what this is what it's gonna take yeah oh man come on come on come on okay here we go
1: um the very first race i was in like the moriwaki junior cup it was like the series like uh a few years ago and uh, i went over and it was my first time in europe i finished like 13th or something at aston And I was like, oh shit, like this is bad. And I think Rory Skinner like won the race, or Rory Skinner was like second or top three somewhere around there. Yeah. And I was like, man, this, I got some work to do. And I was like 14 maybe. And I come back the next year, the very first race of the year, like after a really good winter of training and finished third. It's like that was one, one time where I was like, okay, this is going to be hard, but I'll figure it out. Figured that one out, came back, put it on the box. Then I, I came back and I didn't race in Europe for like a whole year because I raced in Moto America.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I went back the next time in the, the BSB in the uh, Stock 600 class, and mm-hmm. I was finishing like 20th, I was like, "All right, I need to make another step up again, and and reset, readjust, and you go back and and uh, redo it." But I think there's like that's the only way to learn is to kind of get your ass whooped. Yes. And the the yes. realest thing for me was at Silverstone Moto GP, uh, Aaron Canet and albert arenas crashed together in uh that corner be- the right-hander before the really tight left that goes onto the back straight um before the last like couple corners right and they they crashed right there together on like maybe lap four or lap five right and when uh aaron canette caught me again after he crashed and passed me that was the moment where i was like i'm getting beat by somebody that just fucking crashed like this isn't good and um that, that was like a real moment for me to be honest like I, when i saw him come around me and then within like three laps i couldn't see him no more i was like oh this isn't good this really isn't good now, let me ask you, okay, so but, now, I
0: know you're racing, and they you said they crashed, but now, I know you're trying to concentrate, but did you go, oh, shit, can it just crash, and, you still, and you're still? you still racing? Did you realize who it was that crashed?
1: Oh, no, I didn't see who crashed, but in my head, I was like, all right, that's at least a couple more positions. Yeah. And uh, nope, because he beat me still. <laughs> like I, I thought I was going to get lucky and get, like, I don't know, an extra position or two. And then this guy, he comes from, like, six seconds behind me probably and caught me and passed me and I was like any more of you back there you want to come through like man I, I felt like a sitting duck on the straight like the how fast he passed me and then I couldn't see him anymore was kind of unreal like I, I started second guessing myself I was like maybe I'm seeing things I don't know but the race was over and nope sure enough he caught me and passed me it was great <laughs>
0: How, how did you deal with that mentally? Knowing he crashed and then he he passes you back and you don't see uh, that, him anymore. That was
1: tough. Yeah. <laughs> and then they—that was the only—that was like the only part of the race that I was even on TV. And it was because I was getting passed by goddamn Aaron Canette. And I was like, well, at least I got some TV time, I guess. But yeah, it was embarrassing to say the least. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I know Aaron Kinnett's a good rider, so.
0: Hey, that is one dude I would not want to tangle with. Is Aaron Kinnett. I see him coming to the after party, and I'm like, okay, time for me to leave. I mean, I've never been so intimidated by a 19, 20 year old kid in my whole life. We were having like tea together, and uh, and yeah, he's something. Man, he, I mean, he's a nice. He's always been nice to me. Nothing but nice, and he's, and you know, I made him laugh. But man, yep. that dude puts fear in me. I am not going to lie. I saw him at the after party in Valencia and some dude bumped into him and the look he gave that dude, I was like, that dude has just lived his last breath of life. And that's what I really thought. The way Aaron Kinnett looked at him, I go, that dude's done. I mean, he's at them prison tats and shit. I mean... Yep.
1: Yeah, he's he's the nicest dude in the world, but he looks a little... Uh, yeah, he like he,
0: he really is. Career. He he He's a great social dude. media,
1: and then you realize he's like 4 foot 11. <laughs> <and nine>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He he really is. He's so short, but he's a good dude. But he's also built like a brick shithouse. He really is. You know, he's got that prison. Yeah, he's
1: a ni- nice enough guy. After
0: yeah. he
1: passed me in the race, after he crashed, he followed me on Instagram afterwards. So uh, <laughs> he must have he must have liked like. I guess I was riding good. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, "Man, you're just way too big for these bikes. Just don't come back." <laughs> He's like giving me tips on how to save money. He was like, yeah, Moto3 just isn't the way for you. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs>
0: All right, hold on, before we get out of here, real quick. Okay, let's go down the list. What's your favorite track you've ever raced on? Your favorite track ever?
1: Um, Probably Cadwell Park. Really? I did terrible there. I've gotten hurt there. I've, like, never really had good results. But, man, that place is so fun. It's I- like... I think it's more because it's like a, like a magical place, you know, like everybody thinks of it as such a, like surreal place that like, you just love it. You're riding it. You're like, man, this is amazing.
0: Well, th- that's the first Eng- English track I went to. And you were there when I went there and I saw yeah, you crash I was in the
1: hospital and everything.
0: Yeah. I saw you crash. I was like, wow, yeah. wow. I'm glad. Wow. That was, that was worth a trip. Yeah. But <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You flew all the way over to watch me ride and I weeded myself on the first lap of both races. Good. That was a great weekend for me Okay also Not one of my highlights Well <laughs> hey
0: But you end up What you end up doing though What you end up doing Yeah, no, we I still mean, won the championship There you go
1: I just I thought it would be funny To like let everybody think They had a shot
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brandon you're great You're great Okay How about this What's your uh, Of all the riders In any classes What's the one Personal rivalry You've ever had Or like You just don't really Get on with that dude
1: Uh Man, that's a good one.
0: Can you say names? Can you say names?
1: Honestly, like the first person that I like don't really like is probably Sean. Really? You know? Like I'm not saying that I don't like him as a person, right. but I just genuinely like don't like competing with him. I don't I don't know. I don't like him. Why is that? Why is that? As as a competitor, I just don't like just the way like his personality like off the track, I don't like it at all. What? Like, what? what? Like, like, that's probably a surprise. But to me, like, as another rider, anytime they say something nice to you, it's fake. Like, it's always like, always so positive, but it's fake. And I don't, I don't like when people are fake to me. Like, if you don't like me and you have a problem, say something, and we'll we'll handle it. You know. But don't come over here like being all nice and then talk shit behind my back like that. I don't, I don't like that.
0: Oh my goodness,
1: okay. Oh, that's, I, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm cool with him. I don't have a problem with him. I'm just saying like, that's the vibes that I get. That's, okay. That's, that's my feelings. I don't know. I, I don't have a personal problem with him really. Like we're we're cool. Like if I saw him right now, I'd be like, hey, what's up? But I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want to like go double date with him. His girlfriend, <laughs> you know I mean? like,
0: <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say Tom Booth Amos. Uh, Tom Booth uh, Amos, uh, is that his oh, name? Oh
1: yeah, I mean. He's a little bit off too, but I've, I've never really talked to him, so I can't really make a statement. Cause, cause I
0: remember you were saying that to me. We were in uh, in uh, Silver Star. So I think was- yeah. And I was like, yeah, that guy just doesn't like me. And I go really. And ever since then, I've been, some reason, ever since then, I've been like watching him differently now. Like when he he was in World Super Sport three hundred, I've been watching him different. You know what I mean? And, like I feel I feel weird like putting a like on him when I see his uh you know his
1: results. Oh okay, here we go. Hey, we, we were cut out for, like, probably a solid 30 seconds. Did you, did, did you hear what I said, though? Did you hear what I said? Something about Tom Booth Amos. Yeah,
0: okay. I said, like, I feel weird that, I mean, I remember you saying, I, that guy just doesn't like me. And I, I feel weird, like, putting a like on one of his thing when he, like, he wins or gets a podium, like, in World Supersport 300. I feel like, I hope Brandon <laughs> didn't see this. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with anybody, really. Like, uh, there's just, like, certain people that I don't know them and they don't really know me. But people will make an opinion about you before they know you,
0: you know. Right. Right.
1: And uh, I feel like a lot of people, they like a lot of other riders, they'll look at my social media and they're like, "Oh, he doesn't take it serious. He's not like a real rider." Like they make all these opinions before they even know me. And then we wind up. I wind up hanging out with them after they're talking shit, and then we're friends. It's like, I don't get it. Don't make assumptions before you meet somebody.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what's weird, though? That's why I sent you that, uh, that, that, Yoan. that's why I tagged you in the Yoan Mir t- uh, thing. I go, because he looks just like you. I mean, body wise, but I said, I think you do it better. I said, that's nice, but I said, Brandon Posh does it better. That's yeah. why, that's why I tagged you in that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did. My man I mean, I did. My I mean, I, mean and I love Yohan Mir. I'm about to Mir.
1: go do some of that right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know you are. So look, I know you're about to do that thing. I know you're about to get uh, training in. And I don't want, man, if it was up to me, I'd talk to you for another fucking hour. But I know you got to go, I know you got to go Train, get your get your thing on, and so how and, and real quick, how's the training going for off season? Are you ready? Are, are you are you feeling it? How you how how are you how are you? Any off season injuries or what?
1: Everything's going good. Okay, I've been uh, I've been taking my time, like riding a lot of motocross and slowly building my skill level up on the dirt. Um, and I, I, I'm actually pretty happy with how I'm how I'm coming on that. And uh, this is my first day back on the supermoto since. Uh, I don't know, it's been like two, three months since I've ridden Supermoto. So uh, I'm, I'm just really starting to like ride again. Uh, I took some time off, no riding really, other than dirt bikes and um, just been physical training and I feel good, like my body feels good and stuff. So I'm um, ready to put in some laps, put in some work.
0: Good, man. Okay, so what, what's the goal for next year? 2021, what's the goal?
1: 2021, uh, I have two different offers, either Moto America Supersport or British Supersport. And whichever class I wind up going in, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a good year. Fuck
0: yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> I gonna do. Yeah, and
1: that's to to come out with the title. So that's beautiful. Um, we'll uh we'll sort it out and it'll be a, either or is technically a factory team. So um we'll be on good equipment, good bike, good crew, good everything, and just one one goal and focusing on winning. So good. That's for- uh my intentions.
0: I'm happy for you, man. Mental, I mean, just me talking out of my ass. I hope it's I hope it's BSB. I really do. I hope you go over there and I hope you put a foot in everybody's thank ass, you. man. Always will be a fan of you, B. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart, man. Always, brother. You you bring it, thank you. You bag it up and you're just a ball of fun. And so I wish nothing but the best for you. Thanks, man. You go train, bro. Don't let me hold you up. You go train. Thanks thank for you. no, thanks for getting back with me. So you can run it back I and I appreciate it. that. Yeah, thank you. Anything anything you want to play? Hey, anything work.
1: We'll do another one. Yes. Hey. We'll, we'll do another one once I know my plans for the season.
0: Hit me up. We'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do that shit. So, yeah, we'll do that. When you know your plans, hit me up. Definitely. You're definitely on. Okay? <laughs> All right, B. Yeah,
1: we'll do. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for having I'll, me. Uh, I'll speak with you soon.
0: Okay, B. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Good luck Play training. Guys.
1: All right. Yes, sir.
0: That was Brandon we'll Posh. Tails to the Gemini, man. That's my brother from another mother. I love that kid. Is he not great? I mean that. That dude is great. He drops names. Everybody's all politically correct. They're going to drop any names. Like, Who don't you like? I like everybody, I think. He drops names. He said Sean Dylan Kelly. I mean, not bad, but he said, I, really don't, you know, I don't really. Get. I was like, how, how cool is that? You know what I mean? That's rivalry, man. Anyway, thanks for listening to Tales from the Gemini. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Brandon Posh is an American treasure. He and Sean Dillon Kelly and Rocco Landers coming up. I'm telling you, they're the future of American Road Racing in America right now, and I think Moto America needs, like I said, back up. Brings truck up to their house and get and give them every bit of money they deserve, and they deserve a lot because they are the future. Anyway, thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you. Hit me up if you have any questions on Tales from the Gemini. Uh, DM me please, or hit me up on my email: blt hockey. That's blt hockey uh, com. Blt hockey at Hotmail.com At Hotmail. So until further notice, like yeah, I know, I know, I talk too fast. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's it for Tales from the Gemini. Thanks for watching, and like I say around. This this time, always. Bye.